0: Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Saturday morning to you. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, I hope you had a Merry Christmas. Oh, it was wonderful.
1: And I hope your family had a wonderful Christmas as well. Of course, Yours would have been far different from mine because my children are grown, and yours are how old?
0: My, I just have one, and he's he's two right now, so. two years old. What um, a wonderful time for yes, Christmas! Magical that's time for him.
1: No question about it. And of course, that's pretty special.
0: So yeah, it was a lot of fun. You know, he's more interested in the box yes. rather than what's inside of it. That's and, what and makes lights. it fun. Really. Yes, it, it, <laughs> is. it doesn't really matter what you give him. It's, uh,
1: <laughs> Yes, that's that is a fabulous thing, and I certainly hope that everyone uh, had a wonderful Christmas. Uh, but you know, I also want to reach out to those folks where, and you'd be surprised because everybody thinks Christmas time is wonderful for everyone. It really isn't. There are many, many families where Christmas brings back. Uh, you know, bad thoughts, bad memories, Mm -hmm. uh, bad times. And I hate to – I mean, I'm not trying to put, you know, cold water on on it because I love Christmas. It's a wonderful time of year and it's certainly a time to celebrate for us. But it's – it it is – for some folks it is a a depressing, uh, lonely time and particularly for those folks who have lost their spouse Mm – We really need to reach out to folks and make sure that they know that they're in our thoughts and prayers and, you know, that we're thinking about them. Uh, And we need to reach out to um, make sure that they have uh, folks around them. Uh, And that's, it's so important. Um, And of course, this is a time where most of us do feel very good about reaching out towards others and and, um, not just to be so self-centered.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, so. that helps. We need to reach out to those. And, you know, uh, I guess on a, a more personal level, level that folks who are after Christmas here, they also start to make some resolutions, Bill. Well,
1: well th- that's right. And and uh, uh, I, I think this is a day uh, where um, people should really be thinking uh, as you're watching the football games or whatever <laughs> basketball games <laughs> how you know what are the things that we need to do that to Im- improve our lives um, our resolutions and um, you know I, th- I think we can talk about some of those resolutions um, for sure uh, and there's actually there's one other thing uh, you know folks always talking about saving money. Uh, and we want to talk about that later in the show today too. But um, you know, this weekend is really a time where there's a lot of s- true sales going on. <laughs> so it's it's uh, it's a shame that we can't uh, celebrate Christmas on the on the 25th for the birth of Christ, and then and then uh, the next weekend actually open the presents so that folks can go out and actually b- buy folks things on sale <laughs> 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 but i've always i've always um uh, laughed at at uh, folks uh, that think they're saving money by going out and buy th- buying things uh that's sort of um uh, it's, it's like, look how much I saved you. I only spent $3,000. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I could have spent five, but I only yeah, spent three. dollars I could have spent five, but I just, look how much I saved you by, by buying all this stuff. Uh, <laughs> somehow that doesn't quite get it, but, uh, <laughs> keeping it simple sometimes, uh, makes so much more sense. Um, but let's, let's talk about, uh, resolutions. Um, uh, well, uh, you know, I suspect your resolution and my resolutions will be quite different because there's a pretty big age gap here, Jason. So, uh, what do you think? What are you thinking about the, the things that you need to do?
0: Well, I mean, there's always the health concerns, you know, making sure health that concerns? I'm. Health Wait a minute now. Yeah, no, 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 no. You always got to make sure that you're eating right and you can always exercise a little bit more. Those are some of mine.
1: Well, actually, uh, you are, Absolutely right to be thinking uh, about your health because uh, the sooner you get started <laughs> with good healthy living, uh, it makes a, a, a big difference. Well, when you're sure. spending your, time with family, your health when you get to be my age will be far better if you eat right and you exercise. No, no question ab- uh, about that.
0: Uh, so. A couple of Christmas trips with family and you see oh genetically that's. That's what I'm in for. You uh, so go. you know you want to prepare for that. Okay. Of course, there's always financial goals, the resolutions. You know, maybe well, maybe a little less eating out, Bill. That's probably uh, one of the top resolutions for us to try and save some money. So
1: okay. So uh, any other financial goals for you?
0: Uh, you know, always. Of course, you want to earn more money as well. But you know, paying more attention to the spending side is uh, is a big one for me this
1: year. Okay. Well, I mean, what about? Uh, uh, resolutions that have nothing to do with money i mean you have a wife you have a child are you going to have more children oh uh, well who knows <laughs> 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 i haven't had a planning session yet bill okay well uh okay are you uh any resolutions uh, regarding your child or your spouse
0: I'd spend more time obviously that's that's, that's the biggest one, the, that's one you the know
1: most precious gift out there uh, no question about that one i think it's always important for folks to to understand those dynamics um, what about you uh, well uh for me um uh, you know it f- folks my age i think it's always well we know we need to get exercise or we know we need to get more exercise and of course Dr. Life, you know, I talked about him and he's he's a pretty cool guy. Uh he basically says we need three kinds of exercise, not just and 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 to listen to him it's like we got to exercise every day one way or another. Uh and of course, that's for the perfect life, of course, and none of us are perfects, and we recognize that. Um, he says we need to have stretching exercise, cardiovascular exercise, and then uh, weightlifting exercise, and they all do different things, and they all are helpful. Uh, you know, from my perspective, most of us, uh, particul- we've uh, those who can look back to past years, know that most folks, their resolutions for exercise uh, go out the window about uh, in February. <laughs> that's, a, that's pretty accurate. Uh, well, I, and, and I do think that there is uh, a way to um, avoid that to some degree. And now, this is where I have to take my own advice. You, you know, so many folks say good stuff, but they don't take their own advice. <laughs> Uh, it's really taking baby steps. And I, I really think the biggest secret to exercise is not to jump in with both feet. Um, in other words, if you jump in with both feet, you go, um, you, you go down to the, um, whatever the fitness, uh, all the fitness places and you join and, it's like, okay, I'm going to resolve to come here three or four times a week and spend two hours and do this and do that. To me, that's probably where you'll be there a month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, And that's, uh, and of course, they know that too. I mean, it's really crowded in January and early February. And then by March, you you know, you got all the room you want. (laughs) But I really think the key uh, is not to try to do a whole lot more, just do a little bit more, you know, maybe start with some stretching exercises that you can do um, a few times a week in the morning where it doesn't. Uh, really, um, take a lot of effort. I mean, just little baby steps, and then once you're very, very comfortable doing that, add. Um, you know, maybe a, and and you don't necessarily have to go to a gym. You can go to the Goodwill store and buy an old uh, stationary bicycle or something like that, where you can get some cardiovascular. and And I was reading not too long ago where um, you don't have to sit on a, a bicycle and exercise for 30 straight minutes to get your cardiovascular. What I, because that I've tried that. That really wears you
0: wears <laughs> out.
1: And I was really glad to learn that some of the best things you can do is to, to exercise like that for a few minutes, not 30, a few minutes, and then rest for a minute or two. And then do it again for a few minutes and then rest. Yay. I'm good at resting. <laughs> and That's then do it again. So maybe you spend 10 uh, minutes uh, and do that, you know, do the exercise twice. Uh, and maybe, you know, over time you can extend that to 15 and then 20 and maybe even get up to 30 minutes where you exercise and you rest and you exercise. But the key is not to overdo it do it, you know, gradually do it now the hardest part for most of us is the weightlifting you know, because truthfully you should never do that alone you should always have somebody who's a spotter (laughs) Uh, I guess there are weightlifting machines where you don't have to worry about it coming down and killing you Uh, (laughs) but, but, uh, but at the same time um, that's probably takes more equipment, and uh, you know, you either have to go down to the gym or, I, I mean, actually, you can buy, uh, you know, uh, weightlifting stuff that's not, not too, uh, terrible, but that's probably the hardest. But from my perspective, that may be the least important of the other, you know, the stretching and the cardiovascular. But most of us, are, is the, the really the most important. It's the easiest to do, and you don't really even have to go down to the gym to do it. So there's um, there's a lot of advantages uh, to that. But, you know, the key is baby steps. And um, then uh, for me, um, uh, you know, I, I don't have quite the same kind of financial goals, you know, because I'm already to a point where uh, I feel pretty good sure. <laughs> about those kind of things. And I've got my long-term care insurance in place and I've got uh, – a, a good retirement nest egg for myself and I've got a good retirement income and I'm enjoying life and enjoying the work that I continue to do. So it's, you know, life is good. But the, the real key for me and I think for a lot of seniors is to make sure that you're not a couch potato. In other words, where You do things, and of course, if you can do things with your spouse or your friends or your children, that's great, but uh, I think the real key, and and so my uh, goal, my resolution, uh, and I think this is a good one for anybody who's retired, is to learn something new at least one thing a year. Now, you know, I could push it and say one thing every six months. But for me, it's, uh, you know, because I I do – I'm passionate about my work. I do it. I love what I do. You know, that learning something new is something that keeps your mind active. And for those folks who are truly retired, they're not working – um, I think it's important for folks to embrace a passion, whatever that is. And I'm not talking about the passion of watching f- football games or <laughs> basketball games or watching TV every night until you fall asleep, but passion about doing something. Um, and it might be picking up um, a guitar and learning how to play guitar or easier, a ukulele <laughs> or the piano uh, music, uh, but some some of us aren't musically inclined. So okay, uh, maybe picking up um, uh, uh, art, you know, going to art classes uh, or gardening or or, you know, it can be fifty different things. But the key is to find something that you really enjoy doing. It may be volunteering. It may be going down and working uh, at the food bank or working at Habitat or helping to build houses on the weekend or – doesn't matter what it is. It's just a matter of something that you can get passionate about and enjoy. And so from my perspective, learning something new is really a a good idea. So that's that's my resolution, learning something new – and getting reasonably good at it.
0: <laughs> Do you have a couple things in mind, it's like welding or? No, it's not going to be interesting. Welding, like
1: that? that's for sure. Um, well, uh, I'm not sure what it's going to be. I still have a few days left okay. to decide right. what the new thing is going to be. Um, uh, uh, but it's probably for me going to be one of three things that uh, I think would be fun to um to really pick up in a way and do it uh one is to pick up a guitar and learn how to play a guitar Sure, and, and you know i in years past i have picked it up and thrown it down and of course my fingers a ache, ached from trying to do it and i was going Ugh. but I, you know that's one uh another is um to learn how to play certain music on a piano okay uh that would be another one and another one is where and, and i'd love to be able to do this but i don't i need a kiln to do it and and that is to work with stained glass and to take old wine bottles and break them up i think that would be fun and then stick it in a kiln and let it melt into a solid piece of glass and then be able to cut it and put make stained glass windows i think that would be fun to do
0: those are very good (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna keep checking in with you bill i'm gonna keep you on your well i I still have a few
1: days left to decide which one it's gonna be and then uh quite frankly i hope you do hold me to it whichever one it is and we'll i mean because you know that that's that's okay i mean i typically when i take something on i'll i'll Stick with it. I'm just sort of that way. But, you know, I think that's really important for us. And for retirees, it's even more important that we keep doing things. And if we find something we're good at, we should really, really do a lot of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I'm I'm hoping you pick one of the musical ones, Bill, so that you can play us in and out of break. <laughs> save save us some production money here. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Uh, I know, I know. I'm, I'm just joshing you. But that, those are some really cool resolutions that you have, and uh, I'm interested mm-hmm. to see which one you pick. Well, we've got more that we want to talk about here on the show, including some uh, concepts of saving money. And uh, Bill's got a tip for you on the one legal document that most people seem to mess up stick around you're listening to asset protection today with attorney bill alexander on news radio 680 wptf You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this Saturday morning. We are talking about uh, the New Year and Resolutions Bill, and I'm sure plenty of people uh, like myself have some resolutions related to saving money
1: absolutely no question about it so i've got one for old farts like me and i've got one for you okay that can also uh, be used by folks my age as well but uh the the first one uh it seems like a no-brainer uh but it's to uh, cut our subscription costs okay and Basically, uh, and so the first thing I'm going to talk about are prescription drug costs. And there are a number of ways to do it, but you have to know about it and you have to do it. Okay. Um, So how are – what are some of the ways you can cut uh, prescription costs? Well, and I've learned this. I've even talked about it, but I'll put it together here. And it's called good Rx. You can go online and pull down a coupon, and there will be uh, some um, pharmacy on that coupon uh, that will be local. I mean, it can be anything from like a Harris Teeter or a Walmart or or a Costco or um, you know other grocery chain pharmacies and things like that. That where actually. uh, those good r x prices tend to be lower than if you go to your regular pharmacy um, e- even with insurance and so sometimes the good r x prescription prices are far less um, than what you would pay with insurance and i've i've learned this myself so i'm i'm uh, i'm using the good r x coupons now, and of course. The other ways, depending on the prescription and whether it's the type of prescription that needs to be refrigerated, if it doesn't need to be refrigerated, you can also look at pharmacies in Canada and Mexico um, to get your uh, prescription uh, drugs because, again, uh, they can be uh, much, much less expensive. I was shocked when I got sick – in Cozumel, Mexico, and I was able to walk into the pharmacy without a prescription and purchase a Z-Pack, which is an antibiotic, and it's a number of antibiotics that take you through to get you well, uh, for $10. And uh, I was better in two days, Uh, (laughs) but $10. Now, a Z-Pack here uh, at the pharmacy is going to cost you far, far more than that, even with insurance. And I didn't I didn't give them insurance in, in Mexico. I mean that just tells you how screwed up our, uh, our um, health care system is in re- regard to drug prices. Where, so when you hear people screaming about the fact that uh, drug pricings are way too high, uh, they are. In the I mean we're getting ripped off every day. Uh, When it comes to drug prices in the United States, Uh, the the, obviously the lobbyists (laughs) for the pharmaceutical companies are are well paid, that's for sure, because we're paying for it through the nose in this country and it shouldn't be that way. Um, Okay, another one for old farts like me is uh, now this could also be true for you as well, because The uh, fact of the matter is most people's health insurance today are high-deductible plans. So, um, yes, you you get your physicals and your prescriptions at a reasonable cost. But if you have to go to the hospital, you might have a $5,000 deductible that comes out of your pocket. Well, uh, the truth is if you know you're having surgery in a hospital – and this this will surprise you because this is something that is rarely done. But we have three fabulous hospitals in the Raleigh area, don't we? We have Rex, we have WakeMed, and we have Duke, all right here. Well, what might surprise you is that the cost at of a surgery at each hospital varies a lot. You know, I just had a client this past week – talked to me about that. And his doctor even mentioned, you might want to call the hospital because I have privileges at both. Now, I'm not going to say which one, but one hospital, the price of his surgery was $4,000. And at the other hospital, it was over $11,000. So which one would you rather be? <laughs> I mean, the surgery is going to be exactly the same at each hospital. It's just that one charged more than the other. So seniors out there and others you need to listen to this because if your doctor says yes you have to have surgery then the the, it makes a huge difference as to where you go to have that surgery it can be over twice as much at one hospital than the other why it's very same surgery so why would you go to you know the one that costs more i mean if you want to bring healthcare prices down, <laughs> guess what? <laughs> That's something that that you need to do. Okay, so uh, and, and and truthfully, even the insurance companies realize this because there's some surgeries where they'll actually fly you overseas to an accredited surgery clinic, pay for your travel, pay for your hotel, pay for your surgery. And it's cost them half as much as the same surgery in the United States. Again, our healthcare system screwed up. But, you know, that, those are just things that folks can do to um, to, to um, reduce their uh, costs. And and there are some folks uh, who actually have their some of their specialist physicians overseas because they know that the cost of, of the care is so much less. Uh, it uh, so anyway, that's that's another one. Okay, now let's go back to something that can help us all: subscriptions. Okay, um, what's the biggie out there? What subscription services do you have?
0: Oh, there's cable. That's that's the big one. Oh, that's the big one. Okay, yeah. so
1: you have cable that's combined typically with internet. Internet. Okay, sometimes also a home telephone package is right. all that good stuff. Well, uh, and even mobile phone rates are the same type of thing. Uh, You can also look at magazine subscriptions as well. So what do all of them do? They get you in on what kind of rate? A teaser rate, Mm -hmm. right? And then so you, you stay with it for a year, and then what happens? Rate goes up. Okay. So what's your defense?
0: You can either get rid of it or try and negotiate.
1: Well, I mean, most people don't do anything. They just pay the higher rate thinking that they um that they don't have any choice, but that's not true. The fact of the matter is if you pick up the phone and you say, "What the heck? My fuck, you know, I am not staying with you if you if you don't, you know, put me back down on uh, on a lower rate." And almost all of the uh, sub- I mean, they want to keep you Okay. And what they do when you complain and you can and don't take even the first uh offer when you complain, say, "Hell no, that's not that's not enough. I I need to get back to where I can afford this. Otherwise, I'm going to another company." But almost all of them have some kind of loyalty program. So, you know, if you don't take the first offer, they'll Push you back to the loyalty department, and you 'll end up with a, a, a far better rate and The truth is you need to do that every year and it's it 's like they don 't keep up with it in terms of whether you 've had this loyalty program for the last five years or not. Every year you need to call them because every year your your bill's going to go up unless you do call so th- that is uh, really huge. Um, Now, are there other subscriptions that you can think of like that uh, where you can call?
0: oh boy um those are the biggies those are the biggies and
1: of course um there are a lot of folks that can reduce prices by just cutting the cable if That's you will right. and i'm not talking about going to direct <laughs> <laughs> i'm talking about uh, if you have good internet service you you have a lot of options in terms of different ways to get uh the television that you really want to have but The real key is to negotiate down every year from the – make sure you keep something close to those teaser rates. And it normally doesn't take but 15 or 20 minutes to make that telephone call. So you want to keep that 800 number handy. Uh, um, Okay. And you also need to uh, keep a calendar on when those teaser rates are going to expire for you so that you know when to make that call. Now, another – Teaser rate is um, a lot of folks don't think about this, but there are there's a lot of money in this one too, and that is your insurance. You know, your homeowners insurance and your car insurance. Every company's out there saying, "Hey, our rates are lower than the other guy." You know, you can save fifteen percent in fifteen <laughs> minutes, or you can. But I mean, every company now. Why is that? It's because all the companies are using teaser rates. And so if you switch companies, you're going to get a lower rate than what you were paying with your previous company. And it doesn't matter which company you're talking about because they all do the same thing. They all use teaser rates. Why do they do it? They know that we are lazy, that, that the chances of us changing again in another year or two is very, very low. I have to say I'm a victim of that. I've had the same insurance company for ten years and I know this. I know that all I have to do is call and switch companies and I will pay fifteen or twenty percent less than what I'm paying today. And fifteen or twenty percent for me is a lot of money. <laughs> you see where I'm coming right. from? Sure. So what do you do? Every year or two, switch insurance companies. Yeah. Now, um, you might think that's a lot of trouble. It really is less trouble than you think. It's, it's more trouble on the company's side than it is on your side. For you, it's just a matter of making a phone call. But you can probably save in terms of your car insurance and homeowner's insurance in the neighborhood of $1,000 a year or more. Is it worth it to you to make that call? Of course it is. Okay. So what's another one? Well, this one applies to all of us, but and, and the car dealers are not going to like this, but don't buy that fancy new car, the brand new fancy car. I mean, the bottom line is you can get a car that's extraordinarily dependable, uh, that's already depreciated out. When, when does a car depreciate the most? You know
0: this. Right after you drive off the lot.
1: Absolutely. So you're paying a lot of money just to drive the car off the lot. Now, there is something said about a new car and all that good stuff, but in terms of value, you save a ton of money to in thinking of a car as utilitarian. Now, if you're super rich and you want that Porsche or you want that Audi, or, <laughs> go for it. But for most of us who are struggling financially, it's just – wise to understand that if you can buy a car that's two or three years old with low mileage hopefully you're going to you're going to pay a whole lot less because of the huge depreciation that that now there's a lot more to it than just the difference in in the initial cost of the money and and this will sound funny to you but if you buy a car for instance that costs you 25 or thirty thousand dollars. The depreciation over the life of the, that car is a whole lot less than the depreciation for a, a sixty or seventy thousand dollar car because a thirty thousand dollar car cannot depreciate more than thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> 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 yes. Does that does that make sense? Well, here's the other thing that a lot of folks don't realize: if if you get something that's a clearly d- dependable transportation that costs you less money. You also save money in terms of not just the depreciation from year to year, but you also save because your car insurance costs you less money each year as well. So uh, the bottom line is it's just it's not just a savings on the initial purchase. It's a savings on the depreciation and a savings on the uh, insurance from year to year. And on the personal property, taxes are obviously lower on a less expensive car. So, again, you know how much money you save, the difference between a, a twenty-five dollars or $30,000 car and a $60,000 car? How much? About $7,000 a year wow. in savings. <laughs> so, now, if you have an unlimited resource of money, go for that Rolls Royce. <laughs> I'm all for it. Have fun. But... The rest of us could save a whole lot of money just in terms of what what uh, type of vehicle we drive. And, you know, you can take a, a vehicle, keep it clean and, and polished, and it'll be wonderful.
0: <laughs> okay? So you want some other uh, I do, but let's take a break first, Bill. We'll come back with some more of those, and we've got uh, one other thing that we want to tackle today. So stick around. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680, WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Asset Protection today with attorney Bill Alexander. I am Jason Kong. He is Bill Alexander. You can find more about him at wga law.com. That's wga law.com. Thank you so much for joining us on this Saturday morning. We're talking uh, lots of things and Bill right now we're uh, knee deep in a discussion on concepts for saving money. Sure.
1: Well, another one, quite frankly, and as I, I hope folks out there Um, do not use their credit cards for borrowing money, you know, because the interest rates are outrageously high and it's really hard to get a credit card paid off if you actually use them to, um, uh, to, for purchases that you can't afford, and that's what so many people do. The credit card companies know that, and they make a ton of money, uh, but you can actually use a credit card uh, very effectively. The key is making sure that when you make credit card purchases that you can afford to pay off the credit card each and every month so that there's no interest that's carried over. That is the key with every credit card. Now, If you use a credit card for budgeting purposes, in other words, you pay just about everything with your credit card, knowing that when the monthly statement comes in, you write one check and it's taken care of, Uh, that's not a bad way to go. And in fact, uh, that's where, uh, I mean, there are two things you need to do on credit cards. Number one is to see, make sure you're using a credit card that does not have an annual fee. That um, just costs you money, and uh, to make sure um, that you have one that gives you the best interest rate possible for for those times when you screw up and you have to pay interest for a month or two to get things back right. And of course, this is the time of year when a lot of folks do use their credit card or have used their credit card, and the 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 credit card bill hadn't come in yet so get ready. (laughs) But money-saving tip, if you have a credit card that only pays you 1% cash back each month and you're using it, like I just said, for budgeting purposes and you pay it off without having to pay interest rates each month, guess what? Change your credit card to a credit card that pays 2% cash back. Duh. I mean – to the I mean, now, is that a huge amount? No. But the bottom line is that if you spend $1,500 a month with your credit card that you pay off, uh, a 2% card versus a 1% card will give you an extra $180 a year. Well, $180 can go pretty far in terms of keeping your spouse happy. <laughs> so not a, a bad idea. Some other things that you can do is – um. You know, to use uh, some of the apps and other ways to find uh, bargains on hotels when when you travel as opposed to just paying the the rate uh, because there are bargains that can be negotiated in almost every hotel situation and there are coupons that you can get and then there's There are different ways to negotiate those prices down, and and that can save you a couple hundred dollars per night if you just do it. Um, Other things, if things, if if you're uh, in a a good named uh, hotel or whatever, uh, and it can also be uh, in restaurants where things don't go right, and it's you know bad things happen in a lot of different places. Well, if you just accept it then you're going to pay and you're not going to get any benefit. But if you thoughtfully complain, and, and that means you're not being a jerk, but you are making it clear that you're not happy because the the restaurant has screwed up or the hotel has screwed up. Uh, In a restaurant, if you do, it's likely that you'll be comped something. You know, they'll give you a dessert or they'll do something to make your situation a little nicer. They'll bring you champagne or whatever. But the bottom line is that is something that would normally happen if you talk to the right person, not the waitress, the manager. And that's the way it happens. Same thing in a hotel, you know, if something goes wrong and you – Thoughtfully complain. It's likely that you'll be comped a night if you're spending more than one night in the hotel. You know, that those are the kind of things that you can do. And of course the other thing, there's lots of coupons that you can just go online and get. So if you know what you want at a restaurant or wherever you're doing it, you know, never hurts, only takes a few minutes to check with the computer, see if there's a coupon out there for what you're looking at. And and the chances are there is a coupon and you'll be able to uh, save money that way. And any little trick that you can use to save money – and I'm sure that my listeners could tell me a hundred other things that they do – Uh, to save money. Uh, And I'm not talking about uh, reusing aluminum foil. (laughs) And some people do that and that's okay too. But um, there are ways to save a whole lot of money. And I I just think that people need to be concerned about saving money because it's getting harder and harder um, to live a good life today.
0: It, it really is, and those are some great <laughs> concepts for saving money. And before we get out of here today, Bill, I know you want to tell people about one legal document that they tend to mess up, and we're going to do that right after this. So stick around. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Welcome back to Asset Protection today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio six eighty WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us, Bill. We've talked about this uh, at a couple of points throughout the show, but there's one legal document that you want to talk about today.
1: There is, and in fact, as you know, my my focus with our planning is to help folks uh, with asset protection to make sure that not only that we can get property to the folks that you love and you the way you want it to get to them uh, at at the lowest cost and to make sure other folks can't take it away from you. Those are all important concepts, but the most important thing for seniors, uh, particularly retirees, is that they need one document always that's far different than what they got when they were your age, Jason, when they were 30 or 40 or 50. And that is the general durable power of attorney. What I give my clients is what we call an advanced general durable power of attorney because it is far broader in scope and gives the agent so much more authority under the document. Now, the key is having somebody that you trust, hopefully your spouse or a child or maybe two children together, but the bottom line is, is that most general powers – most people think, unfortunately, and this is where you, they they think they know the answer, <laughs> but they don't. Most powers of attorney give you very little authority. It allows you to sell the truck, sell the house, but it doesn't allow you to do asset protection. One of the key things in asset protection can be things that are very simple, like being able to transfer – the real estate from both spouses to one of the two spouses, okay? Now, there's a, a, it's rare to find a general durable power of attorney that allows you to do that because typically, well, I'll just ask you, Jason. and you're a young person, but the same thing would be true for me and most people out there. We're married, so who is our trusted person? It will be our spouse. Okay. And who would we name as our agent, our primary agent, to make decisions if we can't? The spouse. Absolutely. Well, there's the problem, because the the spouse is our agent, and let's say that we need care and we can't sign documents anymore because we're in La La Land. The question is, can she, as our agent, transfer the house to herself, And the answer, 99% of the time, is no, she can't because the document does not authorize it. Now, there are a lot of other pieces to the general durable power of attorney. But, that you know, for most folks, their house is a very, very important asset to them. They want to make darn sure that it's protected not only for themselves but their spouse and children and that nobody takes it away from them. This is why the general durable power of attorney is such an important document, and people going into retirement with a simple power of attorney, which is what almost everybody has, uh, it just doesn't work for asset protection planning. And what do people want when they go into retirement? They want to be able to stay independent. They don't want to give over control of their assets too early. You know, they want to be 95 when they let junior or sis uh, take care of, of things for them. They don't want to – you know, the new, um, the, the new senior age. I'm no longer a senior, I learned. Ooh. I'm not old okay. until I'm 74. All okay, right. That's the new age for being old. So you, <laughs> you, you've been downgraded back to young. Okay, <laughs> But I'm talking about anybody who's retired. Uh, And, and of course, that that can be folks far younger than 74. And, and of course, truthfully, people should be seeking legal advice and financial advice uh, prior to retirement, you know, prior – having advice prior to looking at Social Security, looking at seeing what they have to deal with once they stop working. I mean there's so many issues – legal, financial, social – Um, that come into play and this is where folks really should do planning uh, planning for themselves and, and in some areas with professionals as well.
0: Planning is what it all comes down to, Bill. And as folks are making those resolutions and you're thinking, hey, maybe I need to check out some of those uh, documents that I worked on a, a few years ago. Now's a great time to do it. And if you want the help of a great expert, I highly suggest you head over to WGALaw.com. That's Bill's website, WGALaw.com. Or you can call the office, 919-256-256. 7000 919 256 7000. A quick break and back with more. It's Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. <laughs> You're listening to Asset Protection today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Hey, if you liked today's show and all the uh, the tips that Bill had with regards to saving money and uh, about the durable uh, uh, power of Attorney General, power of Attorney, uh, Bill, you've. Uh, I got a lot of these tips also in your podcast, the Asset Protection Today podcast that's available in all the podcasts, marketplaces, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, also available on your website, wga com. But this is another great way for folks to get some great free advice from you. Well, I appreciate
1: that, that Jason. And, and, of course, uh, at this point, I would just uh, – Wish everyone a safe New Year's and to bring in the new year right uh, and get those resolutions ready
0: and um, and just have a fabulous New Year. Absolutely, enjoy yourselves and we hope that you'll catch us again next week. We do this every Saturday at eleven. It's Asset Protection today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio six eighty WPTF. Have a great weekend.